Welcome to Talking Baseball. We got baseball in Mexico. Guys not running a first. Some big boys injured. Judge DeGrom. Trev, one month in. Let's go. Woo. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. And happy 1st of May, Trevor Plouffe, Big Baby David, as we enter the teeth of this baseball season, one-sixth of the way through the grind, Trev. We laughed at one-tenth of the way. One-sixth is pretty real. Uh, one-sixth? There's, there's a couple, you know, if you do it by months, you know, April, May, June, oh, July, yeah. August, September, oh, is that seven? Um... I do that Regular right? season is like you get a taste of it bleeds in. Did you just count in October because you're a Yankee fan? I might not be this year, Trev. Oh <laughs> boy, early. What does Charles Barkley say? They've gone fishing. It's uh, <laughs> it hasn't been your granddaddy's Yankees so far. Uh, Trevor, how are you doing? Last we saw you, you were under the weather. You had a big weekend ahead. Uh, you were going to the Dodgers game. You had a lot of kids activities. How are you? I'm doing better. I'm still like fighting something, but uh, for the most part, I feel good. I did have a big, big weekend. I saw my boy Jay Flair throw mm-hmm. at Dodger Stadium. He didn't have his best outing, but it's always good to see him in action. Um, then Teddy had a walk off hit, and mm-hmm. this dude is like, he got a, like a taste of like stardom. Like people were like coming up to him and like, "Hey, good job, Teddy!" And I just saw like the twinkle in his eyes, like, "Oh, yeah." Okay, I like if I that. continue to do this, people like it. Uh, so that's been interesting. I've had to deal with some some cocky son yes. um, <laughs> all weekend, which is fine. Uh, then we did a monster truck rally on Saturday night at SoFi Stadium, which I've never been. I'm not like a truck guy, not a monster truck guy. But if you can go to one of these things, you have to go. It was the most entertaining thing I've been to in a long time. I know this is talking baseball, but I might start a podcast called Talking Trucks. Because it was that it was that electric gravedigger, monster mutt, uh, zombie, El Toro Loco. These guys were going off. It was awesome. Uh, but Monday episodes are my mm. favorite. A lot of crazy stuff happens. Some teams are shining. Some teams are not shining. Some teams are blacked out. And we're gonna talk about it today. How you doing, Big Daddy? You look good today. Gravedigger, what a shout out! Yeah, I got uh, one of my Jam merch uh, shirts going. Little little John Boy. Uh, go check out. This would be like if I was a drummer in a band, I think I'd wear this shirt. Um, had a good weekend, had a wedding, uh, had a good time there. A Co- couple of the old lads there. Uh, congrats to Eddie and Lauren. Uh, and yeah, I, my, the Yanks are in a bad place. I know you want to talk about that a little bit in, in the middle of this episode. And yeah, Trev, I, I don't know. It's just one month in and you're looking at, you know, a 20-win Pirates team. Like how... With... With the current playoff format, that might be enough to get you dancing, but that means there's going to be a couple teams that we thought would be dancing. I don't know, man. I'm up. This sounds really dumb, and maybe this is the Yankees sucking ass right now. Is I'm really excited uh, to get to like I I want the next month so bad. Like, are the Cardinals going to be out of this season, or is there going to be? Are they going to put together their 19-win month or something? I I want to see the rest of the painting uh, 
And that's kind of the beauty of this baseball season. And man, there's a couple teams that deserve some love that we haven't been given a ton to. How about your Marlins, Trev? Um, 16 and 13. Um, I think we just got to get into it. There was baseball in Mexico. Would have been nice to get a few ABs there, huh, Trev? I mean, how much was the elevation? You're basically playing in space. So that was cool uh, to see that. I want to say this. Before we start, I just want to mention this because I was down on the field mm. uh, pregame. I wanted to put myself out there if anyone wanted to come talk to me. Actually, two things. I forgot to even tell you guys this. Number one, Stubby Clap came up to me Ooh. and wanted to introduce himself. I was like, he goes, Trevor, Stubby Clap here. I said, Stubby, I know who you are, bro. Yeah. Of course I do. Please. And we had a nice conversation. Uh, I'm sure he saw the breakdown when he was holding back Pete Alonso. We talked about that on this show, but we had a nice, friendly conversation. He's a stud, so shout out Stubby. And then I just saw the Cardinals are massive, dude. Mm. Paul Goldschmidt is massive. Tyler O'Neill had the tightest shirt on I've ever seen in my life. It was painted on, and this dude is roped up. Like I, I, I knew he was jacked, but you get next to him, and it doesn't even look, it doesn't even look real. It looks like he's got like balloons in his sleeves or something like that, dude. This guy is absolutely jacked. Yeah. So we're talking, are the Cardinals going to figure it out? I think they will. Shout out mm. Katie Wu. We had a nice conversation as well. My my Cardinals plug there, if you will. It's time to go, Cardinals. Uh, Tyler O'Neill, my, my meathead king. Uh, and Stubby Clap, another one of my old college nicknames. The tightest shirt I have ever seen. <laughs> you got it. I couldn't it. believe he was wearing it. Trev, can you believe that Tops Bowman? That's right. You know them. The number one name in the cards game, dating back to 1948. The first Bowman baseball card set was released following the end of World War II, Trevor. Sheesh. And it's a favorite among contemporary collectors who focus on top prospects. I know you're in the mm. game, Trev. And guess what? First Bowman cards in 2023 include Drew Jones. Got one. How about Spencer Jones? Justin Crawford? Jacob Barry? Um, if you're in this world, you already know who these guys are. And every year they come out with a new exciting class, potential Hall of Famers. And I, you know... Trev, uh, if Trev's in the game, you know why he's in the game, because he's in the game to be in the game, if you know what I'm saying. Find the game's future stars in 2023 Bowman Baseball, available at your local hobby shops, retailers, and tops.com. Why don't you click the link in the description? Find the game's future stars at tops.com. Do you have any Trevor Plouffe cards? Had a few. I, I've already broken that product. I uh, had a box shipped out, filmed a video. I got a Drew Jones first Bowman card. I was pretty excited about that. Uh, but I, that is my favorite card product. Uh, the Bowman stuff is really good. Teddy's college fund right there. There it is. Come uh, on, Drew Jones. Be somebody. Let's talk some baseball. Trevor, in your American League, I think there's a team that needs a little bit more credit and maybe a team that... Uh, we'll see. The Blue Jays take two out of three from the Mariners. Uh, the Blue Jays, they put up a great April. They cap it off with two out of three. Was almost three out of three in a sweep, but a crazy final game. Cal Rally in that big dumper. Uh, fighting back for your Seattle Mariners. Our guy Taylor Trammell 
is back for them. Uh, Dalton Varsho with a walk-off in that second game. And Matt Chapman is continuing to hit Trev, your guy guy. Uh, Blue Jays, sad to see April leave while the Mariners may be on the opposite end of the spectrum. Two couple teams that are uh, thumbs sideways about April. The Cleveland Guard Dogs lose two out of three to your Boston Red Sox. They take the final two games. Uh, Bayo's back, and he gives them a nice effort, um, and they win in extras in that second game. And then Chris Sale with a big boy outing, along with Alex Verdugo, who's been hitting for the lads. Jaron Duran, too. Uh, Shane Bieber got it done in that first game for the Guardians. Uh, 13 and 15 for them? Not great, Bob. Not what you'd expect. What we have expected all April, the Minnesota Twins, Trevor. They take three out of four from the Royals, who are happy to see the month of April go. Your Twins pitch, Trev, but they had a couple injuries. Tyler Molly's going to the aisle. Maeda going to the aisle. For this series, it didn't matter. Pablo gets it done again. Uh, Sonny Gray, is he your pitcher of the month for April? My goodness. Uh... The Twins close it out on a high note. Kansas City, it was a uh, it was a tough one. Rays take three out of four from Chicago. That probably doesn't surprise you. They were going for the four-game sweep. The White Sox show a little fight. A back-and-forth last game. Andrew Vaughn with the walk-off. Uh, Rays came back in that one. You know the names by now. Bilal, Arozarena, Wander. Um... This team is relentless, and we had a bit of a running out situation with Luis Robert that we're going to talk about in that one. Um, Rays, talk about a good month. My Yankees lost three out of four to the better team this weekend, the Rangers. They take the final three games after the Yankees win on cold day. Uh, DeGrom dominates, but he has to leave again due to injury. Speaking of dominate, Nate Dogg. Makes it regulate. Evaldi, complete game. Yankees were outgunned. Young, Heim, and Lowe in the final game. Rangers, three out of four from the Yankees. The Yankee fans are nervous. Orioles fans are not because they win three out of four against your Detroit Tigers. Uh, Jorge Mateo, he's one dotting. How about that? Uh, Zach Short from the compound gets the call. He hits a home run, and I think he's four for six early on. Uh, that was the Tigers' most signs of hope. Mountcastle is hitting McKenna and Hayes. Grayson Rodriguez, five shut piece from the young kid. You're going to hear some Orioles in this one, and you're going to hear a lot of other things because that's what happened in the American League wrap-up. Oh boy, Jake. I'm on a Monday morning coming with a fire like that. That's all I know. Uh, That's all you know. The Rays are 23 and 6. Um, Whoops. My goodness. Uh, the Baltimore Orioles are 19 and 9. Blue Jays, 18 and 10. That's an incredible mm. month. That isn't a third place month. The Red Sox and the Yankees, huh? The old dogs, 15 and 14. Fighting every day uh, and might be outgunned early on in this season. Your Minnesota Twins are 17 and 12. They are three and a half games in first place, the only team above 500 in the Centrale. Your 13 and 15 guard dogs, 
Tigers are 10 and 17 in third. White Sox and Royals, oh my. Oh my. Rangers are 17 and 11. Good on them. Great April. Astros are 15 and 13. Um, interesting. Angels are 15 and 14. Mariners are 12 and 16. And Oakland is moving. So. <laughs> That's mean, bro. Hey, man, that, their fans were at the stadium marching about it. So yeah. I, it's not a twist of the knife. It's just, it's just honest. Um, Trev, let's go to maybe the, the most successful team and the least successful team, arguably, in the AL this month. Uh, because we get uh, a very interesting, because you're going to get a couple of these every year, a, the Rays dominate. Um, White Sox end their losing streak, although you had Lance Lynn, <laughs> who, is, who is perfect, and then you have a 10-run inning. Like, everything in Rays land is beautiful. Everything in White Sox land is not. And then we get Louis Robert running to first. Chopper, it looks like he's going to have a beat, but he pulls up at the end, and then we get some hamstring quotes, and I, I don't know where this story would be otherwise, Trev. Uh, if it wasn't with everything else going on with the White Sox, but it is. So, uh, I don't know. Where do you stand on this whole thing? Because this gets into locker room dynamics a little bit. It, you know, Latin players and communicating injuries, like the whole thing. So, I'll, I, I kick it to you. I mean, I don't think, like, the Latin player part of this has anything to do with it. I will say this is, this instance is like when you try to put a trash bag in your trash can and it's already full mm. and you're like, I got to like press the rest of the trash down to get this one so I can close the lid. Do you, I don't know if you guys do that in New York. I think you just throw the trash on the streets or yeah, something like that. We just empty it on the streets. <laughs> Everywhere else we have trash cans. Um, this one's interesting to me because I, I'm kind of siding with um, Louis on this one. And I know it looks bad, um, but he said after the game, that the previous night he had felt his hamstring tighten up. Now where he went wrong is he didn't communicate. Right. I guess he told Elvis Andrews. He might've even told Moncada. And that's, that's what I was trying to say before Trev. Like it, you, you often know that locker rooms have different dichotomies that it seemed like he told the Latin ball players this, but he maybe didn't want to tell the manager cause he didn't want to be benched. So I don't know. And, and, and that and that does happen from time to time, man. It's like, okay, I'm feeling this. Is it worthy enough for me to go to the training staff and tell them about it? Right. Because if they if I do say it, especially if you're a guy like uh Louis, like they're gonna make you sit. Yes. And now so in your head, you're like, hey, I'm I want to play through things. I want to be known as a guy like that. And I don't I mean, I, I don't see him as a guy like a dog. So he wanted to play. He should have communicated it because I, in, in my mind also, uh, and this is to all the ballplayers out there, if you're hurt, take a day off because then things can snowball if they don't. So this looks really bad. He pulls up, uh, ends up coming out of the game. Uh, Pedro Grafal basically benched him. Afterwards, uh, I think they talked to Louis first and the media talked to him first and then they talked to Grafal and he's like, I had no idea about this injury. So that's kind of where the problem yeah. is it kind of got painted as he was dogging it and they had to take him out. But I think he actually was injured that he didn't play the next game. Uh, but this is just like, it's just a bad look, man. 
And again, if this was a team that was uh, 18 and 10 or whatever, like this is something that we don't even really care about. Right. But it's just added on to the White Sox struggles and on the field, off the field. It's it's just become a nightmare for Sox fans. We talked about this last episode. You declared him dead. Yeah. I'm going down with the ship, but it's um, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Like, is he going to go on the IL now? I bet, I bet you he probably will. And then all this is probably for nothing. I think it's just a situation where it looked really bad and the communication wasn't there. But I do believe he was nursing some sort of injury because uh, that does happen a lot where you're just like, man, I think I can play through it. And you can't. Yeah, I guess I guess that's reliving everything because, you know, I, I, I would assume if someone hears the phrase like, Luis Robert wasn't running hard to first and afterwards he says a hamstring that I think the normal reaction is to be like, okay, okay, throwing a little excuse out there after the fact. Him and Grafal needed to be on the same page. Um, you know, going going into the media with everything else that's going on, and I, I guess I don't know if that's mid-game, I don't know if that's pre-game, because you're right, Trev, like, you kind of get Luis Robert's side of it, of that, hey, I want to play. Like, I am supposed to be part of the young future of this team, with the way things are going right now, we're on a 10-game loser. If I tell them that I felt something in my hamstring, I'm not playing. Mm-hmm. I want to play. You want to give a guy credit for that. But uh, when you see the play and it's a chopper and it's like, oh, shoot, like I think he's going to get there. And then you see him pull up on those last few steps. You're like, oh, boy. Yeah, it looked bad. It looks bad. It, it looks bad. And... um yeah, I guess I guess the other thing is like, you know, was he was he playing the outfield in that game? I think he was. That you know, it, if you're doing that and you can play the outfield and run I don't know. I, I, I realize like turning on and going on a hamstring is a really tricky thing. Like I, I think anyone that's played sports, if you felt a tight hammy, you know <laughs> when you're coming up against the line, that's a very scary feeling. Because uh, you know yeah. it could go the other way really quick. That uh, I don't know, man. It's just it's messy. There, there are times like I mean, shoot. Throughout my career, I had a lot of soft tissue stuff. There are times where you feel something tighten up, and you're not sure what it is. Right. If you if you pull something, you, you typically know. But there are also times where it's like just a, a small tightening of that hamstring muscle, and especially if if it's like in the belly of the muscle, like you're just really worried about it. So. I'll tell you this. If a guy, if you hit a swinging bunt and you can sniff a hit, you're running that thing out because you want the right. knock. That's kind of where I, that's how I came up with or why I'm kind of siding on the fact that I think he actually was injured because when you smell a knock, you go. You don't pull up like that. So his issue was, and I guess I'll, I'll say this, he was wrong for not communicating. Like that makes your manager look bad. Uh, it makes you look bad. Like you have to communicate these things. Now, do I understand why he didn't want to bring right. it up? He was unsure. Like maybe this was just a little tight. Maybe it was just a cramp and I need to hydrate and I'll be fine. Uh, and then you get put into that position where you have to kind of burst. And you're like, oh shit. Uh, it happens quickly. So it was, uh, again, like I said, this is, there were, you know, the socks have been bad. Historically bad. And this is just added on top of it. Now, 
Did they come out and have a crazy ninth inning comeback in the rain, capped mm-hmm. off by an Andrew Vaughn fucking walk-off homer to turn their season around? Yes. Maybe. Yes. Maybe. Lock it in. Imagine like this series for them. You have Lance Lynn going perfect after being called out by your fucking radio dude. Steve Stone calls him fat, basically. Comes out the next game, pissed off, and does his thing. But then they end up losing, giving up a 10 spot in an inning. Like, it couldn't get any worse in Chicago right now. And then they go and they pull off something amazing. Is this going to be the start? (laughs) I don't know, man. You've given up on them. I'm... I'm pretty much given up. I've pretty much <laughs> given up on these guys. I, I I don't know. I guess I'm hanging on for dear life here. And let's White Sox. Let's give some credit as we've tried to do the whole way. And Rays fans will get mad at me and forever because I am a Yankees fan. And it, if I mention the schedule and just as a side comment to everything they do is incredible, they want to come come at me. And I get it because 23 and six is just unreal. It's it's as good of a month as you can have in baseball. And man, that 10-run inning, my God, to be in the seat of both fan bases, to be a Rays fan and being like, we can do whatever we want this year. Whatever. And to be a White Sox fan and be like, oh my God, it's bad. Um, man, uh, the Rays, I, they, we kind of, I don't know if I'm using this phrase right, but we almost can't soliloquy enough about them. Um, you know, I think we go through the, the 9 dot OPSs, you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, a couple of those guys are one dotting. You got a two in the, you know, above eight five that don't make the list. Um, as dominant as April as you will see in baseball. And Trev, I think the maybe the interesting combo around it that we've done a little bit is just like, I think that locks you into a playoff spot if you're the race. I mean, yeah, unless they have just an absolutely abysmal month, they're they're doing very well to put themselves into October. You know, look, May is going to be huge for them. I want to see what they do because they are, they are facing, you know, the who's who uh, of teams in the big leagues, but they are the best team in the big leagues right now. So what the fuck do they care? They are the who's who they are the who's who they're on top. So uh, it's, it's still going to be interesting. I think if you're a Rays fan, you understand that. Great first month. You're stoked about it. You see your team doing things that you probably didn't, couldn't imagine at the beginning of the year with that offense. There's no way, no way you imagine they'd be banging the ball around like this. I'm sorry. Uh, but they've done it. And now you know what you're capable of. And here we go, man. And how about the two best teams in baseball teeing it up to start May? The Rays versus the Pirates. We all had it. We all had it, man. We all had it. Um, Trev, I uh, selfishly, I want to scratch this itch quick. Uh, what questions do you have about the Texas Rangers and the New York Yankees? I think the Yankees are uh, a team right now that uh, is trying to figure things out. We've talked a, a bunch off camera about the lack of depth. Uh, with the Yankees, and I know you guys are not happy with the way your roster is right now. I'm curious to see how you guys, you guys are having Boone on today. We're interviewing Boone after I'm done with you, Trevor. Son I, of a gun. I favorite, can't wait to see how that goes. My You're favorite third baseman. Judge. Third baseman Monday. 
Oh man. I think we have to give credit to the Rangers for, I mean, the, they're doing everything right. They're, they're doing what the Rays are doing. I mean, they're, they're banging the ball. They're pitching well, both starting pitching and uh, relievers have been doing it for them. Obviously we get the Jacob deGrom news, man, that's tough. Uh, him and Martin Perez have been just absolutely lights out for them. And you kind of need that one, two punch there. We'll see what goes on. I think they're going to announce today what's going on. I can't imagine him not going on the IL. It just seems like it's a foregone conclusion. Uh, but some of these dudes on the Rangers, man, Jonah Heim, Josh Young, like they're just, I was worried going into the season with this team and the Mets. Like when you bring a bunch of guys together, uh, more so with this team than the Mets, but when you bring a bunch of guys together, you never know how they're going to like gel and how it's going to work out. This is, I mean, the Rangers fans couldn't have asked for a better first month of baseball than they've gotten besides the Jacob deGrom at the end of the month. Right. Going on the IL. Which now two um, of his last three starts, he's left via a precaution injury, which. And this one's obviously a little bit more because it's a forearm. The last one was yeah. a tight wrist, which is weird, but uh, the forearm can mean more like ligament stuff in right. the elbow. So I mean, praying, man, we need to see Jacob deGrom throwing the baseball. Um, every five days, but this this Rangers team, dude, they bang. Trev, uh, did you have them? I think you were pretty high on them in the preseason, if I if I recall. We, uh, I I think there was a little beef, and I actually think it was over the Yankees that I I liked the Rangers lineup more than the Yankees. Um, and by the way, they're banging right now without Seager. Um, they are second in runs scored. Um, and man, I think two things have been massive. I think Josh Young is a guy. And, hey, yeah. let's see. You know, baseball, the pitchers get a chance to adjust at a certain point. But, boy, does he look the part. And Jonah Heim, like you shouted out last time, we thought this guy was like, oh, I don't know, switch hitting catcher, had a good 15 games. I, we'll give him a, a daisy, which, by the way, next episode. Get mm. ready. Um, Jonah Heim looks the part. Um and that goes with Nathaniel Lowe, who's probably underrated. That goes with Marcus Simeon, who after his slow start last year was Marcus Simeon, and now there's no slow start that they bang. And Trev, I say this in a complimentary way because I want other teams to hopefully do this at some point. They bought a whole rotation. Avaldi <laughs> yeah. shoved. They got him. Martin Perez. John Gray the year before. The Heen Dog. Like... If you're a team looking at your rotation and you don't love it, <laughs> your owner can get you this. You can, yeah. Free agency happens every single offseason. It does. Um, it's called investing. Look it up. The, the vibes have to be good in Texas. You checked the box a big way in April. Um, they are a tough team. And, yeah, the Yankees' depth is just, you know, Judge, Stanton, Bader are out. There's three guys in your lineup. Uh, Rodon, Severino, Montas, there's three guys in your rotation that, yeah, the team feels different. And that's where, you know, people want us to kill Boone today, and maybe I will. But also, you know, he's not the GM. He gets a certain crew of guys, and he puts them on the field, and he hopes for the best that um, we're definitely going to see what the vibes are like because it feels like some of the young guys are pressing, which wouldn't you? Uh, if you course. were if I mean, you were supposed to be a young guy role player on the Yankees and now you're hitting second, um, that yeah, uh, the fact that they are 15 and 14 compared to you know some of the other teams that have been struggling, Cardinals, Mariners, like it's in a way you've weathered the storm, 
the problem is, Trev, they're going to have to weather a little bit more of Storm. And then by June, I think you're talking about Severino and you're talking about Stanton and hopefully Judge is all right. That, and if a young guy can step up, which they did not in April, then you're talking about a different formula. But right now it's, um, oh, oh. Go Texas, go Texas, go. Go Texas. Will Smith, Leclerc back there, Dane Dunning doing it. Will Smith, what the freak, man? Why are you so good? He does not give a fuck. Big old balls. Big old balls. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I, this Rangers team has impressed me big time. I wasn't high on them. I wasn't high on the City Connect jerseys, and then I saw them mm. on the field, and I kind of liked them. I wasn't high on the lineup. Then I've seen them do their thing, and now I kind of like it. I wasn't really sold on the pitching staff. I'm still a little iffy on that, you know, unless they have everybody healthy. Uh, but you got to be happy as a Rangers fan, man. That thing turned around quick. Right. If they had a 500 month, we wouldn't have been surprised. If if they had a a 13 and 15 month like the Guardians, what what would we say? Like, all right, like it, you know, it's a step in the right direction. Um no, they are you put together another month like that and you are very much looking towards the playoffs which right now it's a month in and so much is going to change. This is where I started the episode of wanting to know the next chapter. I want to know the next chapter so bad cuz man. I mean, the whole AL East is trying to make the playoffs. The Twins and the Guardians think they're going to make the playoffs. The Rangers, Astros, Angels, Mariners are hoping to make the playoffs that five of those teams are going to have disappointing seasons. Like, that's that's a lot to stomach, and it makes you nervous if your team is one of those teams. Absolutely. Huh. Huh. Let's go quick on the, the Red Sox. Guardians, Red Sox have been absolutely crushing the ball as of late. Yoshi, uh, death, Yoshi, he doesn't like that. Nick he doesn't like that. I know. I got to stop. I like it, though. I know, but that's it's kind of not the our... fans have a say? <laughs> sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Yoshida on a 10-game heater, he's doing it. They've That offense has carried them. Sale had a nice bounce-back start, like you mentioned, uh, which is good for them to see, I guess. They work some mechanical stuff. They want him to be more loose and athletic and not ah. so robotic. I never have thought about Chris Sale as robotic on the mound. Yeah. I don't know where that came from because he just like slings it. Like prehistoric bird. It is. He's such a difficult at bat when he's on, man. Such a difficult at bat. Uh, but great start by him. Guardians, their their depth is being tested a little bit. Yeah, called man. Up some of the young, called up some of the young guys on the pitching staff who actually have done Good because that's what the Guardians do. They're able to develop uh, pitchers, especially um, Verdugo gives good at bats, like every single at bat, man. So the Red Sox are weather the storm too. They're one game over five hundred, I believe. Yeah, tied with the Yanks, fifteen and fourteen. All right, they got to go. It's a really um, tough division, man. Twins Royals. I don't want to go. Everyone says, "Oh, you talk about the Twins too much." We're going to be talking Good. about the Twins, bro. We're going to be talking about the Twins. That starting pitching, that top, that five in the rotation, yeah, Molly got hurt, but they got guys to come up and fill that spot. They got Ober, they got Varlin, they got Simeon Woods-Richardson. They got some depth there. Sonny Gray has been arguably the best pitcher in the American League, starting pitcher in the American League. And 
They're hitting homers. I think they're sixth in the league in homers. Michael A. Taylor has four. Jay, how many stolen bases do the Twins have, though? As a team, they have four, and three of those are Michael A. Taylor. What's up with that? I gotta get in. I gotta get in there and say, "Hey guys, look, I get it, Byron. Maybe you don't steal any bases right now, but everybody else, can we get on your horse a little bit? This game <laughs> is meant for stolen bases now. I, I guess if you're hitting homers at the pace they are, they're like, "Fuck it, dude. We don't need to steal bases. Let's just hit home runs." Yeah. Uh, but they're looking good, man. I'm excited about the Twins. And in two weeks, when they come to LA, May 15th, mm. I'll be in the dugout, and I'll be like, "Hey guys, steal, fucking steal some bases. Run a little bit." What if I start giving signs from the Check booth? <laughs> I'll be in the dugout. You get bro. in trouble. You're like, hey, I can't get in trouble. Dude. You're gonna I'm be golden. in. The, so you're like, you're like straight Kelsey. You're gonna be in the dugout yeah. sideline for for those two series, uh, Dodgers Angels. I'll be sidelining it, man. So I'll be like, I'll be whispering to the boys. Like, you're hey, gonna be tip. with the fellas. That's so dangerous. Awesome. What if I pick up a tip? Am I like, can I not give it to him or can I? I think you have to. You're a part of the team. You just said you get a ring. That's right. Uh, hey, you're welcome. I'm basically oh. analyst slash new coach. <clears throat> you being distracted from your job, um, trying to find a tip to give to the fellas. Is Hold on. Electric. Shut up. Producer, producer, <laughs> shut your mouth. Yeah. Shut your mouth. I think I, got no, I think I think I think he's fluttering his glove on breaking balls. <laughs> Um, yeah, Trev, you, you, you check the boxes, Cleveland boss and Chris sale, second to last pitch, 97.8. Whoops. Okay. Um, twins are straight up good and the white Sox, which we're hoping to add a wrinkle to that division. Doesn't look like it's there. The guardians, you see a lot of names you're not familiar with. That's kind of every year with the guardians. So hopefully it's a slow burn for them. Um, Orioles take three out of four from the tigers. That's not a surprise at all. And I think that's. The American League. You'll hear hear more about Ooh. one Oriole in particular Ooh. later on in the show. Ooh. Um, let's do some National League. Do you want to tell people about something? I'll tell them about Blue Moon. Because uh, mm. if you've if you follow me on the social mediums, you've seen that I've been having a couple Blue Moons this baseball Ask season. Ask me if I had a Blue Moon this weekend. Trevor, did you have a Blue Moon this weekend? You fucking know I did. Some beers can say they're brewed for baseball, but only Blue Moon can say is brewed by baseball. Created at Coors Field in Denver, Colorado. Miss it out there. Fresh air. Rockies baseball. You know that Valencia orange peel is what helped make it special. It's a different experience. And hey, you could bring the ballpark to you with get.bluemoonbeer.com slash baseball. Some of my favorite words in a sentence. Get.bluemoonbeer.com slash baseball. Mm. Find out how you can get your Blue Moon. Celebrate responsibly and check out the link in the description. Got me a little thirsty. There's some playoff hockey in New York. New York's hot in the streets right now, Trev. A couple Blue Moons. Yes. Jacob DeGrom officially on the IL, which I think we all kind of figured, but I just saw on the screen over here. And we'll, uh, I th- might find out from Booney today if Judge is officially going on the IL. We will see. Um, and we forgot to mention in the Orioles, they promoted this guy, Joey Ortiz. A lot of, a lot of Orioles fans uh, have been mentioning him to me. It could be a difference maker for them. So that AL East pro. The Orioles have found a way to increase on the margins, which if you remember – 
the guy calling the shots for them now is from the other American League team that increased on the margin so much that they've been to the ALCS six straight years. Yes, yes. So, man, they are a problem, and it's eye-opening. And I'm not... (sighs) Hit the music, Biebs. And why don't we head down to Mexico, baby? How about it? MLB Baseball in Mexico. Los Hibido Gigantes versus the San Diego Padres. And the Padres take both games on the moon. 16-11 to 11 in game one. 6-4 to four in the follow-up game. Uh, Trev, pad your stat time. Nelly Cruz, 5 for 6. Manny Machado, 3 for 4. Tatis, 2 for 6. Carpenter and Soto, they're hitting in the follow-up game. You got pitchers tweeting that their stats shouldn't count in games played uh, where the altitude is 7,000 feet or higher. Both teams went back-to-back, boogie-to-boogie. I've got this circled a little bit for San Diego because the stats get boosted. Their month of April looks a little better. It's a winning April. I think this might be important for them. San Francisco, you just got to be like, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell was that? Speaking of standard tweets, D-backs take two out of three. You could just schedule it at this point. They take two out of three from my rocks and Trevor's D-backs with the walk-off from Teddy. They take games one, nine to one. Merrill Kelly with a big boy start on that as the boys rack them on the scoreboard. Game two, Perdomo. You want to talk about how much a year can change you as a ball player. Look what he's done compared to last year. Good for him. And look what Christian Walker just does. The boys are popping in Arizona, and they check off a very good April. A little different story for my rocks. A team that probably deserves to be talked about. The Miami Marlins sweep a Cubbies team that we just gave a lot of love to. And now I kind of regret it. The Marlins, three one-run games, and that's what they've done this year. I think they're 10-0 in one-run games. They're setting records there. Uh, Luis Arias, I might start talking about him every episode. He's not even the highlight. He's just chasing 400 casually. Segura with the walk-off single. Jazz Chisholm, cover athlete. John Birdie, 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 rocking everywhere. The Marlins get the sweep. Arise is hitting 438, Trev. <laughs> the Dodgers sweep the Cardinals. Circle this one both ways. Dodgers end up with a five month, and it feels like half their players have been missing from fucking. The Cardinals, they just had. I mean, I don't know what to do anymore, Trev. We half defended them last time. They end up with a bad month. Jordan Montgomery gives them a great start. They say that's what they've been missing. And he gets one up by Clayton Kershaw because that's what he does. Jason Hayward is hitting the ball hard. I don't know, man. Dodgers and Cardinals used to have the same devil magic. It's not feeling that way right now. Trevor Plouffe was in the building. We'll get more on that. Scheduled tweet. Pirates take two out of three from the Nats. Um, Nats take that final game. Uh, obviously, because friend of the program, Josiah Gray, keeps dropping it on teams. Brian Reynolds and Jack Sawinski. How about Miguel Andujar? How's your trade rumor? 
He puts in a couple big games for the Pirates as he gets the call. Uh, and Drew Maggi, oh, steals the headlines again. Good for him. He is a hilarious interview. And finally in the National League, Braves won a five-inning game over the Mets. It's just been <laughs> raining. It's just been raining. Uh, they're trying to play a double dick today, and that's what happened in the National League. Trevor Plouffe, your national Jesus standings. Your National League standings. Uh, the Atlanta Braves, eighteen and nine. Again, scheduled tweet. The Mets are fifteen and twelve, and I think it's a half happy fifteen and twelve. They're supposed to get that JV guy back. How about him? The Miami Marlins, sixteen and thirteen. The Phillies, fifteen and fourteen. The Nats, ten and seventeen. But your East Coast teams, look out. The Pirates are 20 and 9. The Brewers, we need to give them a little more love, man. 18 and 10. That's a fantastic month. Cubs, after that final sweep, 14 and 13. Reds are 12 and 16. Cardinals, 10 and 19. Snakes and D backs locking horns atop the division at 16 and 13. Padres are a game back. Giants, 11 and 16. Rockies, 9 and 20. Uh, Trev, let's head to Mexico. Um, mm, I would love to go to Mexico. I, you do like going to Mexico even. Yeah. Uh, we're playing at altitude. Uh, mm. It's what gets kind of just a chuckle and a head turn out of me is that hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do in sports. We kicked a couple games to London and we kicked a couple games to Mexico and it wasn't. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that, that just... Uh, is crazy to me. And in game two, the over-under betting-wise got up to like 20 runs and, you know, it was actually a normal S game. Uh, Trev, why didn't we go to this game? I'm not so sure. I heard Mexico City has some of the greatest food in the world. I've watched like a bunch of Netflix documentaries on it. I need to get down there. Let's go. Astros uh, and Rocks is... are playing in uh, next season. It's funny because, you know, they had a, I think it was a Broncos Raiders game yeah. uh, down there. And they're talking about how like the ball was just like staying in the air on punts and stuff like that. You can't really fathom it, but I guess I saw an interview this morning. My guy Yonder Alonzo was talking to Bogey and, and to Machado and both of them were like, dude, we're just trying to put the ball in the air, baby. And that's a really, really good feeling. You get that every once in a while on the stage, Jake, yeah. playing at Chicago at Wrigley and the wind's blowing out. Give me some of that. Uh, Milwaukee at times during the summer, just put the ball in the air and it's going to go. Cincinnati is the same way. This is different. Over 7,000 feet elevation. It's like double what Coors Field is. Think about that. And not only was the, you know, the ball flying in the air, but Bogarts made the point to mention how fast the infield was. So we're talking about a total hitter's dream here. And I love, feed me the pitcher's tears, bro. Mm. Oh, my God. The game is difficult for us for once. Yeah. For once, it's difficult for the pitchers. I freaking love it. Um, I love the Padres. They went with the City Connect unis, too, just because they wanted to have fun. There was, yeah. like, you know, mariachi bands playing. They had the sombreros. They really kind of embraced the whole Mexican culture there, which I think is awesome. Um, and, yeah, Padres took care of business, dude. Which is good for them because, hey, they're right next to Mexico. They're there. Uh, they're having fun with the uh, the Rey Mysterio mass. Um, Trev, winning both games takes them from 13 and 14 in the month to 15 and 14. I, I guess I want to ask you, getting in the locker room a little bit, like 
I guess, do we make too much of it? Like, are 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 the Padres going to show up to work and be like, hey, it's May now, the first month's in the rear view, let's go? Does, does that not even happen? Like, it, does does the first month matter at all? Sorry, 8 o'clock happened, Mad Dog came on, boom, had to turn this off. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter that much. It's right. nice, though. It's a nice, I mean, going through a month and saying, hey, we finished over 500 is great. But with a team like the Padres and like the veterans they have and the confidence clearly that's on that team, I don't think like they'd be worried if they finished at 500 or you know one game below 500. I, I'm still waiting on this team to really fully go. I think everybody in baseball is. It's kind of like, yeah, they're going to get hot at some point. I think there was – this was the first game, which is, you know, understandably so. I think it's – Soto, Tatis, Bogarts, and Machado all homered in the same game. Is that correct? Yeah, I think all all four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel to... like that's going to happen like again and again and again. I mean, all four likely. is tough, but. I don't know. Like with those group of guys, I feel like, okay, how many times do you think we'll see that this year? I mean, you're not going to love this because I'm normally I'm the other guy. I'll say zero. Dude. All four of them? That's insane. <laughs> I think it happens at least three other times this okay. year. Put the over-under at two and a half. I'm taking the over. They're just too good to be held down for this long. Offensively, I think this team is going to absolutely go. I wanna, I'm going to look up where they're at. I, I love doing this. It's such a great snapshot, Fangrass roster resource, where you're at as you know uh, against the other teams. You expect the Padres to be in top 10 categories in pretty much any offensive statistic. And right now, they're 25th in average, 20th in on-base percentage, 17th in OPS. That ain't going to stay like that, man. Like They're going to get absolutely scorching hot. And will this Mexico series be the catalyst? I mean, you get that feeling like, oh, I'm, anything you hit turns into gold. Like, I know they're going to not play in Mexico anymore, but like you can carry that confidence over into these next games. It wouldn't surprise me if we saw a little bit of an offensive outburst from the Padres you know, in the coming weeks. Trev, I, I very much believe in the confidence theory. I very much believe in them having a winning record. Just feels a little bit different. Um, you know, Carpenter and Nelly Cruz, two guys we didn't know what to pencil them in for this year. After that, Nelson Cruz, 849 OPS. Matt Carpenter, a 908. Don't forget He's what he fun. don't forget what he did last year. Like in his sample size, Matt Carpenter was the best hitter in baseball. Um, that now, like Tatis, you're here. Get into rhythm. We need you. Um, Bogey, all he's done is hit. Manny was sliding. Can those? Can a couple swings get him back? Um, Soto, I don't really know what to do with. Uh, it's 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 officially entered a weird territory. It, right? it, has, it has since he's been over here. It's been it's been strange. Like, like get comfortable, bro. You're in San Diego. Like Kick this is a, put some flip flops on or something. This is a guy we confidently said was one of, if not the best young hitter of all time. And Padre fans are used to like a 750 OPS guy. This is weird. Um, I do I do like that series for them. They're gonna face Cincy at home. With some off days, I I would expect their offense numbers to go. And yeah, I guess that's the spin zone, and I don't know what to do with it with a couple teams. But if you're the Padres and things haven't clicked really, and you're 500, I think you spin that as a winning 
Like, okay, that's really good. If you're the Cardinals and things haven't gone yet, but like, look at the Cardinals lineup. It's still the guys you expect. Um, I know they're looking for more out of their rotation. I guess that's a tricky spin zone because it's, okay, is it going to click and go? Or like, oh, crap, these are our guys, and it's just not clicking. I think the depth is being tested there for sure. I mean, Musgrove was only thrown eight innings. Uh, he's back. You know, he had one start in Mexico. So <clears throat> you, I don't want to say you wash that from the book, yeah. but you can kind of like taper that down a little bit. I mean, Darvish has been pretty good. Nick Martinez has been pretty good. Seth Lugo has been pretty good. Then you get to Waka and Snell, and they just haven't really got it done yet this year. Those guys got to pick it up. We've seen it with the Blue Jays, with uh, Barrios and Kikuchi, like kind of like, okay, we're the we're four and five guys in that staff. Like if we can put together solid seasons, that helps our team so much. I think that Walk and Snell need to be that as well. So I think if you talk to Padres fans, that's where they're probably most concerned. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll give them some time. I don't know. I, I, I like some of those names there. I think there's the ability to, to turn it around. Uh, but like you said, they're above 500 and – uh, waiting to go. Man, Trev, I, I got bad news for you. Um, as Reek, we didn't really talk about the Mariners uh, Blue Jays series in the AL. So, I mean, you just might be. I got a, I got something. Okay. Don't worry. I've got something for them later, too. Now I'm scared. You, you get scared, bro. I don't... And they've been asking me to pronounce them dead. Like every day I get five or five or six tweets. Hey, can you pronounce this dead? And no. I will not. I will not. Proud of you for standing your ground. J.P. Uh, Crawford. Trev, I think, I think this one can be quick because I think it's a loose topic in baseball at one month. Like, how much do you believe in, in my D-backs? They win another series. They are tied with the Dodgers. They have a good month. They, they've got, like, a fun thing going. There's a lot of youth. Like, again, I don't, I don't want to put you on the spot, and I, I think it's an interesting question with the Pirates, too. Like, I don't know if people gave you a playoffs yay or nay on both of those teams. Are you Diamondbacks and Pirates playoffs? <sighs> I think Diamondbacks. It's like fair to say no. Like we just tasted the Padres. You know the Dodgers are coming. the The East is crazy. Like and D backs fans come and come and attack me, and you can. And hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the youth movement, everything clicks the rest of the way. Pirates are really tricky because that's such a good month. To come down from that is really tough. I think that the Diamondbacks can be, I don't want to use the word pesky. I don't know if that's the right word, or maybe it is. I mean, they, they can manufacture runs with the best of them. Okay, they're sure 19 in the league and, and runs scored. You've seen Corbin Carroll almost catch Perdomo. That was kind of hilarious. Yeah, that was really um, good. To me, it's like you, you, you have the top end starting pitching. With the Diamondbacks, you have Zach Gallon, who is seemingly unhittable. Merrill Kelly can do his thing. They have some. They have some pieces there. I think. It, I think that's where I, my where I say maybe with the Diamondbacks is I, I got to know more about the back end of the rotation. If they have any guys in AAA that are you know about to come up, um, how's the bullpen going to hold up? All of those things really matter over a long season. Offensively, you can go, but like if you're if you're starting behind the eight ball because you're you're starting your back end of your rotation isn't getting it done, 
then that's difficult as an offense to sustain, you know, and trying to play catch up and stuff like that. So I'll give them a maybe right now. I think both those teams are like, I, I got to see some more, man. It's a month. That's fair. I mean, I mean, it's honest. It's, it's not, it's, <laughs> it's why we're not uh, sitting next to mad dog because I, it, it's an honest answer. And that's all I ask. Um, what about your fish with arms, Trev? That last year they were your, the worst team that could win a world series if they could put it together. Hey, they're 16 and 13. They've, they openly said we're looking at things a little differently. They brought in a lot of contact guys. Luis Arise, again, how's your 438? I can't believe he's hitting 438 right now. And it's almost, it's what, 90 at bats, something like that. Like, this is, that's a stretch that anyone would love. But I feel like Luis Arise is like, yeah, that's not a big deal. I don't know, man. I, I, I told BBD on Wake and Jake, like, you know, we got the home run race last year. We, we get inning score. I, a lot of the kids haven't seen someone chase for Hundy. Um, no, it's, I mean, this is the most difficult era to put up batting average in. And I and think it's not even close. How, how poetic in storyline and media would it be if it would be the year, the year they restricted the, sh- they banned the shift, a player's going for 400, right? Like, I, you can see it now. Did, did Arise get shifted? I feel like you don't shift guys like him who can spray the ball all over the place. Maybe you move him behind the second base or, you know, whatever it is. That's part of the point, man. But I, I still think it, it get, it's a better headline if shift banned, player chases 400. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I'll say this with the Marlins. I'm kind of on the same page with them, like, I think they have the starting pitching to get it done. Bullpen's been a little shaky for them this year. <clears throat> Can they score enough runs? I guess I, I essentially is. I mean, that's what it was last year. That's what it is this year. They've won 10. Are they 10 and 0 in one run games? 10 and 0 in one run that? games, which that feels slippery. How, how sustainable is that? Like, we need to score some runs. I think we have the pitching staff that to you know, support some victories here and, and, and make a run at this thing. Said that last year. But I, I don't know, even with the rise doing what he's doing, if they've really, like their offense has entered the next territory where we can talk about them being true playoff contenders. How about uh, AJ Puck, who they went out and trade for, another Oakland rehab project. Um, he's closing games for them. 12 innings pitched, he's given up one, uh, one earned run. Five saves. Um, and again, Oakland, I don't want to say they punted on him. Uh, they went for J.J. Bleday, the outfielder, that uh, I guess the Marlins were done on. But, um, man, they've got a fun little week. They've got a, kind of the crew that they're currently lumped with. Uh, they're going on the road after Atlanta. They're going on the road to Chicago and Arizona. So that's going to be a little, uh, you know, how do we measure up? I'm I'm interested in all of those games, which is a really uh, a really excited thing to say this far into the season. Um, I haven't really had Sandy yet. No, Sandy's been. It's bad April. Got some innings. It's yeah. It's not a Sandy mm-hmm. April. We, we talked about Solaire having to come and, and do his thing. He's been pretty dang good. I mean, he's got five homers already. The on base percentage is really not going to be there for him. But if he, as long as he slugs, we'll be all right. Avisel Garcia has just been. Not good. Abisel Garcia. He needs he needs to step it up. And those are the two guys they're relying on for power, and uh, we haven't seen that at Abisel. 
Trev, I think the last real series, because Braves and Mets played five innings, so uh, not much to be there. Uh, Pirates run over the Nats. I got a, I had a mad Nats fan at me that said I wasn't giving them enough respect. I mean, all right, guys. I, I like Josiah Gray and Mackenzie Gore. Nice. Nice. Uh, CJ Abrams is, you know, he's a homer. Trev, you were the boots on the street in LA. Dodgers, Cardinals. Um, I guess, I guess, what's the scoop? Ace? Cardinals, I mean, seem fine. I, like I said, I talked to Katie Wu. I asked her about the clubhouse, and she said, yeah, it was a little awkward there with the O'Neill, the Marmol situation, but she doesn't like think it's lingered. Um, they just really haven't got the job done. You know, the starting pitching has not been there for them. I saw Flaherty throw. He was kind of off, wasn't too sharp. Mookie Betts greeted him with a homer in the first mm. at so I think that's kind of where uh, they need to improve. Wayno's on his way back. Hopefully he can come and kind of like fortify that. But they look like loose and like they were having a good time. I mentioned how freaking Jack they all are. And it's like really eye-opening to see the talent that they have there. I watched them hit batting practice and they're doing all the things they need to do. They're out there early taking ground balls. Like I think it's more of a bad month for a good team situation. That's my feeling. Now, could it be that they don't have enough pitching? Possibly. Starting pitching is the freaking name of the game, man. And I and they haven't done well in the first month. Also, the Dodgers are really good. They're kind of relentless. Uh, and it's like if one guy is not getting it done for the Dodgers, somebody else is stepping it up. It always seems that way. It's like they're never – the Dodgers don't slump together. And I think that's the mark of a really good team. Um, if Muncie's struggling, somebody else picks it up, you know, like, and, and vice versa. Like, you know, if somebody else is struggling, Muncie picks it up. He's been freaking electric. He leads, I think he leads the league in homers right now, doesn't he? He's got 11. Yeah. <laughs> he looked really good. I had a uh, talk with, with, um, the hitting coach, Rob Ben Squake, because I, I spent an entire offseason. Guy. We, had, we, had, we had a real nice chat. And I was just talking to him about, like, how do you adjust to, you know, a, a, a league where, uh, pitchers can just seemingly change their arsenal and the repertoire in, in a bullpen session. He says, you know, it, it, it can be tough, but he thinks he has the recipe for it. Uh, he doesn't care about the sweeper. Like everyone's like freaking out about the sweeper. He's like, we don't really, we can hit the sweeper. We're like, okay with that. We kind of went into detail on it, which was a fun conversation. Mm. To have. Maybe we'll talk about it in a Wednesday episode or something like that. But I think that's it. They, you know, Dodgers are a good team. Cardinals been struggling with their pitching. Offensively, they've been okay. Like they just haven't clicked yet. Man, it's. I'll say this: I I was given I was given some weird speeches to BBD. Did Wake and Jake last night uh, to get it out of the way because we had a busy Monday, and I compared it to like r- reality TV shows back in the day. I guess Survivor, like when you do an event and you get like an amnesty. Um, like you know the Rays have earned themselves. An amnesty. Like, they can screw the pooch, and they're still fine. The Cardinals, man, you kind of burned up your, like, get-out-of-jail-free card. Like, that's it. Like, you very much can turn it around, and we could be talking about at the All-Star break, you got, you know, you're above 500, you've been playing such a better brand of baseball, but it's got to happen soon. You, You throw another dud out there, and all those teams I just talked about that are now competing 
Like, if Miami has a good month, if the Snakes have a good month, teams are jumping ahead of you and getting out of range. 10 and, 9, 10 and 19 is a very bad month. That's a for very a bad month. <clears throat> for a historically I mean, great franchise. And if you look, like, like even Jay Flair's numbers are kind of deceiving. I know he's got a 3-9, but his whip's at a 1-4. He, right. he, he had some struggles with walks early on and a really tough start against the Dodgers there. The only one that's putting together like a fine season is Jordan Montgomery. Michaelis hasn't done it. Woodford hasn't been there. Matt's hasn't been there. I know, like I said, Wayno's coming back. Maybe he solidifies it. Is it is it enough? Is it like Yachty just not being there? Like, is that a portion of it? Probably not, dude. Probably not. It's probably just the pitching hasn't Probably been not. But that's Albert Pujols was in uh, attendance hot at the game. That guy walks around that stadium, especially with the Cardinals playing. Yeah. Obviously, he's with the Dodgers, too. Walks around that stadium. He could do whatever he wants, bro. Whatever he wants. Speaking of big guys. Here I am getting like accosted by the security. I'm like, bro, I have a media pass. <laughs> Leave me alone. Sorry I don't dress like I'm a 60-year-old sad man. Like, I'm, a, I'm supposed to be here. And Albert Pujols is like, yeah. Trev, I wish like throwing roses in front of him to walk on. I wish you could see the video of me showing up to Yankees games as media. One game I showed up in a jersey. I thought they were gonna like take me down. I thought it was over. This guy came up to me and like you're supposed to put your pass like on your it's like a sticker. Right. The dude came up to me, like, here's me, the microphone. He's like I'm like, can you get out of my personal space, bro? Like, and I've been down at Dodger games a lot. I'm on the field all the time. These guys always harass me. I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't either. Sorry, I didn't hit 700 fucking home runs. Sorry. Let's get ourselves some interleague baseball. Just let you keep going, you goddamn. Trev, a sneaky big boy matchup in the IL. How's your World Series rematch? The fight in Phils versus the Houston Astros and the Phillies bust out the broomstick but have it broken as the Astros win the final game. Jake Myers with a home run in Maldonado. But those Phillies, they turned around their April. His name is Nola. N-O-L-A Nola. Eight innings pitch and wheels up the next day which lets Bohm in Cave and Sosa, God, I love me some Dombrowski. Wow, I love me some Dombrowski. Phillies, they get it done in Houston. Castellano's sliding ball catch stat is kind of funny. Whenever he slides, he catches it. Anyways, Angels-Brewers. It's a fun matchup. Brew Crew take two out of three in Milwaukee. Uh, Anderson versus Wade Miley in that first game. How's your lefty? Uh, Rowdy and Willie. Yep, that's their formula. Corbin Burns. Looks like he's back. And those Angels on the final day. Yeah, Shohei. Uh, and Rake Lamb. Give him some love. Let's go, boys. Milwaukee's defense doing some big things this season. Didn't know that. Just found out. And as everyone was watching, Reds and Athletics. Reds take two out of three. They've been in a little bit of a heater. Proud of them. Uh, who did it? Hunter Green. Yes. Uh, Ken Waldachuk and Lodolo. How about them dueling it out on the last day? Jake Fraley, Senzel, 
Uh, they have big RBI days. Uh, Fraley in the first two games. Uh, Cincinnati, happy for you. That's what happened in the interlude. That was quick. Just yeah. blew my nose and you were done. I'm <laughs> Sound like Jess. Um, Houston versus Philly. Uh, Trev, World Series rematch. Hey, can you give me the interleague standings? World Series rematch. I mean, it's kind of tricky because I say, I say where they are along the way, so there's kind of not <laughs> interleague standings. Um, How is Jess? Jess as well. She's starting her own business. Um, you know, I think it's been a soft launch, insert joke here, uh, but there's going to be a, a website and everything soon. She's really excited about it, so I'll probably be uh, plugging that soon. Uh, but I saw she she took a trip out with Paxton for Paxton's birthday. Shout out Paxton. Paxton's birthday. birthday. They had Paxton did like a whole birthday weekend. Jess was like, I can see Paxton being like a birthday weekend. Birthday weekend. She's got a lot of um, friends. Phillies. Uh, they started the year 0-4. At one point, they were 4-9. Uh, they end April 15-14. and 14. I, I think that's... 15-14 uh, and 14 can feel very different, I think, for them. Uh, it feels all right. Uh, and they win a series against Houston that... Uh, Houston fans, we've been talking about a little bit. We don't have concerns. I guess, you know, let us know how you guys are feeling because it's... Um, I assume you guys think you're fine. You're 15 and 13. Like we've said, you've been missing some guys. I guess let me know how it feels um, because I, I know where the Yankees currently stand. It's not the best. Jose Abreu, uh, those are tough numbers to look at. Breggy's been a little under, although I don't think you're concerned about him. He's still getting on base like the rest The rest will come. Um, Phillies finished the month strong, um, and Houston has a eh, April. Yeah, I mean, back-to-back good series wins for the Phillies. And I think both these teams, I mean, we talk about World Series hangovers. I think it is kind of real. Like, you play that much extra baseball, like, it maybe takes a little bit of toll on your body. And and we've seen teams start out kind of slow after those runs. Uh, But I fully expect both the Phillies and the Astros to be in the playoffs, to be doing their things. The teams are just too dang good. Um, I do want to talk about Castellanos. About that robbery. And he's been like working on his defense and kind of like approaching it differently, according to a couple of different articles. I'm going to be at the game tomorrow night. Mm. Uh, they're in LA. I'm going to see my boys, and maybe I'll get some more inside info there. Uh, but this was uh this was fun. This was a fun series to watch. Um, Phillies take the first two, and again, like that's no easy task to go into Houston and do that. And they, Trev, I keep saying it, and it's. It's not like a cool comparison, but I keep talking like the next chapters of this season. You mentioned Joe Musgrove. He's got 8.1 innings pitched this year. Like, you know, he could go out and have a 27-start season and be really good like he has for the past two years, and he hasn't really been a part of this season yet. Like, Altuve, haven't seen him yet, but I, I know what he's going to do when he's out there. Uh, that That's why I'm so excited to see the next part. And, yeah, it, I think if you're the Phillies, man, you you knew you had two tough series coming up. You handled your business. You got to be feeling pretty good. And if Bryce gets the doctor to sign off, he might be playing Tuesday. Tomorrow, I might be. I might be there. That's insane. He's such a. That is insane, dude. It's Trev. I say this in the nicest way. It's kind of hard to be a badass in baseball. Bryce Harper's a badass, dude. Well, I mean, he's been under the microscope since he was not the telescope, Jake. The microscope. Ah. 
all they're all scopes, right? They're all scopes. He's brought up the microscope since he's been like 16 years old, dude. You can't fathom the amount of pressure that this dude has felt. You can't. I've seen it firsthand. One of my best friends growing up was Delman Young, and he was the top ranked player for every freaking age he was at. And I talked to him about the pressure, and you know he tried to play it off, but you know I know it affected him, and he did a good job with it. I feel like you know he had a great career and kind of like lived up to the expectations somewhat. Bryce Harper has exceeded all expectations, and the expectations were massive on him. So to see him back in the lineup is going to be a, a treat for everybody. And yeah, both these teams are they're about to go. They're about to go and fire off because they're just too dang good. And the fact that I didn't fully connect, like Bryce Harper, where I started that, Bryce Harper could finish top six in the MVP this year, and he hasn't played an inning. Sure. Like, like if he hits like he does and he he fills in however he needs to. Um, man. The first game on Friday, Framber versus Nola, like give that to me Ooh. every single day. Ooh. Nola, eight innings pitch. Framber, seven innings pitch. That's just what these guys do. Hmm. Um, Trev, I think to kind of close it off and get to the next part of the show, uh, Brewers Angels, and I want to I want to give snaps for the Brewers. I feel like they got lost in translation a little bit. They got off to the hot start. The kids were playing well. The kids weren't playing well. The Pirates went nuts. The Cubs had a nice stretch that we gave the Pirates a lot of love. We gave the Cubs a little bit of love. The Brewers deserve the love. And like I said, and they, them and the Blue Jays, I felt bad. Uh, Last night, I was like, damn, man, 18 and 10 months in baseball are really hard to come by. And those are two exciting teams that put them together. And, uh, you know, you see a chunk of the Brewers formula in this one. The kids started playing better again. Uh, They got great pitching from uh, Burns and Miley. Like, yeah. Miley's been incredible to start the year. That's uh, Dalton Feely's favorite pitcher in the big league. So, got a shout out Dalton. Burns was doing his thing. And, there was some fun stuff in this series. Uh, you mentioned the Brewers' defensive play. They have 25 defensive runs saved. That was going into Friday night, uh, which was tops over the Blue Jays, who we all expect to be a very good defensive team as well, and they have 19. Um, so they're doing it. I, I love the Brewers. I love what they bring. The Angels, I think, would be happy. I mean, Angels fans, let us know, but I feel like you've got to be pretty happy with your first month. It wasn't like last year's April, but I don't think you wanted it to be like that. <laughs> like, let's almost, just be consistent, You almost don't want too much hype. Um, this is a fun stat, as we're giving Dalton a shout-out. Angels had, have held leads in 23 of 28 games. I don't know what you do with that, but it's not a they've bad blown thing. A, they've, they've blown a lot of saves. I mentioned, like, you know, overall, the, the bullpen is the numbers look okay. They've had some guys really doing well, but they've also blown a lot of different saves. So I think that's kind of one area where you could say, hey, that statistic is not going to continue. Like, you're not going to continue to blow saves like that. It's just like it's, it's not going to happen. So you can look forward to some more success there, I hope. Shohei hits the homer, had like a 6.5 second hang time. Yeah. Something like that. Like every every time he plays, we're like, oh, he did something incredible. The replay was silly. You see, literally, you know when you do the, a home run swing reaction and you see the fans behind and you see a couple people jump up and all that? Literally, every everyone's face is like, it's going to be really interesting to see if that baseball leaves the stadium. <laughs> um, and it did because it's Shohei. Brewers' bullpen, is, on the other hand, has been excellent uh, this year. 
Um, they've kind of just like they're just a complete team, dude. Defense, I know offensively man. we can, yeah, defense and 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 pitching, whether it be starting and bullpen, is really good. Offensively, they I feel like they have enough, just enough to mm. get it going. Um, but I I like both these teams, man. I think the Angels will play good ball. Reds A's Trev. Shout out Reds. Shout out Rayleigh. I like Rayleigh a lot. Get up. I've been watching him more and more. I think we're going to hear a little bit more. No, you know what? Watch baseball today because I'm going to give a Ooh. shout out to one in particular, a guy on the A's. Okay. Um, But yeah, Reds handle, take care of business. I guess we had to get a shout out. Wasn't there a walk-off? Give me Jake Fraley. They took the lead in the ninth, Um, but it was tough. No, Rui has hit a walk-off single. Asturi, he's stealing bags. Yeah. Um, A's break the record. Uh, most MLB losses to end April. So, um, consecutive series wins, uh, f- um, for the Reds. Jake Fraley. I know Reds fans don't care about this. If Jake Fraley keeps playing like he is, he's going to find himself as a very nice, like trade piece. Um, so I don't know. Sorry, Reds fans, but I'm not sorry about our standout performances brought to you by MLB nine innings. You're listening to a show about baseball. You like baseball. MLB Nine Innings brings you that in droves. They've got their league mode, live player versus player, 2,000 player cards to collect and use in your dream roster. Historic players, Larry Walker, Walter Johnson, Hank Aaron, Michael Schmidt, Trevor Hoffman, Jackie Robinson, Roberto Clemente, Trevor Plouffe, Jim Tome, Ty Cobb, Carl Hubble, and Lefty Grove. Make sure you download the app. Um, it's kind of been the only place my Yankees have been hitting lately, so I've been going in there to refresh myself. Um, go download MLB Nine Innings. Um, have some fun. You like baseball. They got baseball on your phone. MLB Nine Innings. Trev, who has won your standout performer? I love you so much, Seattle fans. I'll do anything for you. No, just kidding. I was going to give this award anyway. Not award, standout. My guy, Cal Raleigh, <clears throat> playing the Blue Jays. Tenth inning. It's the go-ahead homer. Mm. Puts him up two. He was two for four on the day with two homers, four ribbies, three runs, and a walk. That's a very nice day. <clears throat> Obviously, it changes the game when you're in the extras and you hit the homer to go up by two. It forces the you know the Blue Jays there to change their plans. You know with the runner on second base, uh, they end up getting the dub. I believe it held them from being swept. Uh, so Cal Raleigh, man, doing his thing. I love watching that guy hit too. Picking up Bassett. Bassett has a tough start to that game, and they fight back. Which Trev, you, again, we're wondering what's important right now because we don't know that. Yeah, I, I hope Seattle fans look back at that final game and say that that was that was a nice comeback against a good team, and that kind of sparked a great us. series. A great, I mean, dude, the talent on the field. Uh, Bassett, Gossman, Manoa, Castillo. You know all the hitters. Like yes. Um, and that's why I got scared for you as a moment, Reek. But I'm I'm glad we circled back to it now. Um, man, I uh, Cal Rally and Big Dumper. You know they're they're gonna hold that one over my head for a little bit because I was wondering if they'd be in the Wilson Contreras. They love their guy, and he is a threat. Um, it's interesting catchers. It's really tough to rack up stats. Um. I'm so interested to see where does his year end end up because right now 800 OPS from a catcher. I mean, that is, that's elite. Um, 
And for what he provides defensively, coming off a 27-homer year, like, Cal Dumper. Maybe a little shift benefit, too. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I hope that comeback means something for them. Because um, Mariners, let's not get lost. Let's not get lost this year. Um, Trev, I'm... I'm a sucker for the classics. Like, every now and then, I just have to mix in a Shohei Award. I have to mix in a Trout. Do you mind if I mix in Clayton Kershaw and his seven innings pitched? Two hits, zero earned runs, zero walks, nine Ks. We we should have a montage of each of the four of us giving this speech about who Clayton Kershaw is. Trev, not only that start against the Birds, which is fantastic... He ends April 5-1 and one with a 1.89 ERA. You know, we get big old hard-ons for Sandy because, oh, this guy's going to throw 250 <laughs> innings. Guess who's leading your National League in innings pitched? It's Clayton Kershaw after April. Um, he was pounding the zone, 88 pitches in seven innings, 68 for strikes. And guess what? He's... We are so sucked into Velo sometimes that Clayton... Ker- just, hold on one second. Kershaw's- you said big old hard-ons. You said pounding and now suck. <laughs> like, what is going on with you? I don't know. April's okay. gone. Okay. Um, Clayton Kershaw remains that dude. Um, and yeah, you know, we every year in free agency, how close was he to becoming a Texas Ranger? That would have been interesting, huh? Um, he's the best pitcher of our generation. Not only is he leading the league in innings pitched, he's also leading the league in whip at a point seven six three, And he's making $20 million this year. Great. For one year, I don't get it. I think it's that's all he wants. I, the steal of the century is the Dodgers getting Clayton Kershaw every year on a one-year deal. I don't get it, man. Just again. He's 35. Guys pitch till they're 42 now. Guys are signing contracts till then. Signing like record contracts at that age now. If he went to the Dodgers right now and said, give me five more years and give me $125 million, they'd they'd do it in a heartbeat. I mean, it's always been the wild card, right? Hey, if if the Texas Rangers put together a good season, does that make... I don't think so. Does that make it a little I think more this dude maybe has already earned a statue next to Koufax and Jackie Robinson out there. But I think like he wants to make sure. I think he's going to play only with the Dodgers. He wants to be a one-jersey guy. I like that. Think I about like a little that. Texas boy coming to L.A. Mm. Sounds like another friend of mine. John Wayne. John Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Some say John Wayne was in Fuego, Trev. Dirt nasties on Fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. Now for the series, we got Nelson Cruz coming in at six for ten with a double, a triple, and a home run. He's got a triple? (laughs) Yeah, he was the oldest guy to get a triple, yeah. That was in a two-game set down there in Mexico. My brothers, the Amranos. Uh, Kansas City outfitter Edward Olivares was 6-for-11 yeah. with four dubs, a triple in RBI like that. That was in a four-game set. He also had two stolen bases. Andrew Vaughn. I don't know what to make of this guy. I really like him. I think he's got a great personality, too. 6-for-17 uh, in that series against Tampa Bay. He had a double, two homers, 
and four RBI and two walks. For the week of 424 through 430, uh, Byron Buxton, seven for 23, the three doubles. He had four homers. He's putting hmm. on the fishing vest, going fishing, which I do like. I do like. Uh, uh, 10 RBI in those. He had two walks, no stolen bases because Minnesota doesn't steal bases, apparently. Uh, Paredes for Tampa Bay, 11 for 26, four doubles, Ooh. a homer, eight RBI, two walks. Eric Swanson, a relief pitcher for Toronto. Let's give the reliever yeah. some love. Three and a third, no hits. No runs, one walk, nine Ks. That means he struck out pretty much everybody. That's nice. And for two weeks, we got your guy Clayton on there. Three games started, 20 innings pitched, eight hits, only one earned run. He has 24 Ks, so he doesn't care that he doesn't throw 98 anymore. Ezekiel Duran, my guy, shortstop for the Rangers, 16 for 43 over these last two weeks. Three doubles, two homers, 12 RBI, five runs, two stolen bases, and he's also been hit by two pitches. And to end in Fuego, relief pitcher, another one. Cincinnati fans, listen up. Alex Young has been going off six and a third innings pitch, three hits, zero earned runs, one walk against 10 Ks. And that's who's been in Fuego. Hell yeah. Young Alex Young getting it done. Um. Trev, the IL report, I've, I've heard a few people say they don't like my little shtick of, like, hating the whole thing. I Here's what I need to do. We've got placed on IL, injured in the game, returning from IL. So guys that have gone on the IL, you just told us to grom. Breaking. Beep, 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 beep. Uh, Garrett Whitlock. Sox fans didn't like that one. J.D. Martinez goes on the IL. Uh, Maeda, Kerry Carpenter, Pache. Um... Who else went on the aisle? Tyler Molly, like you mentioned. Um, guys that were banged up in the game a little bit. Garrett Cooper and Urquidy. Mike Yastrzemski. Um, hate that. Jake Bowers, first game with the Yankees, goes into the wall. Hopefully, hoping he's all right. Uh, Brandon Crawford. Jeez, Corbin Carroll, Julio Rodriguez. These are some big names. What happened to Corbin Carroll? Uh, Corbin Carroll, a little knee thing. Uh, oh, he's fine. He's I think he's invincible. I mean, what does he expect running that fast? Corbin, dude? Like Corbin Carroll, what do you expect? Maybe a superhero. Here's what I now like about this segment: Michael Harris, Deuce, and Will Smith, catcher back. I like that. Ramon Laureano, did you see that throw? Holy crap! Uh, Randall Grichuk, ready to torment your team. He's back. Um, and Taylor Trammell, friend. So that's uh. That's the new IL update. I like that I can compartmentalize that. Who's who's out? Who got Say that banged word again. up? Compartmentalize? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a words guy, man. I got to be honest. Been saying we the should. The fact be. that you talk for a living is something else. It's disgusting. And your name Crazy. is Talking Jake. I think it's ironic. Been saying we should. I hate this, and then I love this. The I guy's coming this. back. I love this. Uh, Trav, I'll tell you what I love. And they are brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook. Trev, America's top-rated sportsbook app. A $5 bet on a winner will get you $150 in bonus bets instantly. Rack up some single-game parlays to win big. Join in the big league action now on DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app. Sign up with code TALKIN. New customers can bet just $5 and get $150 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TALKIN. Trev, where are you going for your... Award, Papo. 
My award is called the Checkout Lane Impulse Purchase Award. Mm. Now, Jake, you know, when you go to any store, specifically, uh, you know, just to say Target or to a grocery store, you're checking out and they always put those items right by the checkout stand, whether it's gum, whether it's some candy. So the kids keep freaking tugging on your shirt saying, can I have one? Can I have one? Mm. You end up buying something almost every single time. Oh, I need some chapstick. Oh, that's a pack of tissues. I need that. Oh, mm. that, you know, what I do is I don't eat sweets. They have these little things called smart sweets now. They're like low sugar. Like sometimes I'll just like grab one and be like, ooh, okay. this is kind of naughty. So I do it. That's my impulse buy. Do you have an impulse buy? It's funny you mentioned chapstick. I go through phases with chapstick where I live by it or it's just not part of my life at all. So there'll be times when I like my eyes light up. And I'm like, ooh. Um, if I'm going like candy, I'm on kind of an ice cream kick. Like if I'm if I'm gonna have yeah, that's a, not an impulse. Buy. No, but if I'm like if I'm looking at sweet treats at the the register, I'm gonna say, hey, instead of these, I really like ice cream. I'm gonna, gonna get, get that. that. So that's in a way, me looking at Mike and Ike's turns into ice cream. Interesting. All right. Well, this is, uh, I'm going to tie it all together here. Sure. Yanir Cano, mm. standout reliever for the Baltimore Orioles. He was with the Twins last year. And if you remember, the Twins went and got Jorge Lopez from the Orioles. And they said, you know what? We're going to take Juan Nunez. We're going to take Cade Povich. We're going to take Juan Rojas. And oh, that guy with like the 11 ERA, I think we'll just, we'll just take him too. Yeah. We're at the checkout stand. Let's just take that guy too. We'll just take Cano off your hands. Baltimore Orioles saw something that they liked at the last minute, got him in, and boy, oh boy, has he rewarded them. This guy has, in nine games, 11 innings pitched, he hasn't even allowed a hit yet. The only person to reach base is a guy that he hit with a pitch. That is it. Mm. And if you watch this guy throw... He's absolutely nasty. Now, he had huge command issues. Guess where he's from, Jake? Cuba. He's a Cuban ball player, so they were smart to go grab this dude. Had command issues. His, his front arm was flying open. And as soon as he got to Baltimore last year, they started working on that. They started putting some resistant bands on him during his BP sessions. They're saying, look, man, if, you, if that thing keeps flying open, yeah, your pitches are nasty, but you're going to be behind in the count. You can't control it. You're going to get in the hitter's counts. You don't want to be there. So he worked tirelessly to do that. Ends up having a decent spring training. He starts the year in AAA, but the bullpen got banged up. They had to bring him up, had to bring him up. And he's been the setup man. He's got two saves now. He's been absolutely unhittable. He's got this sinker. He's got this changeup that at the speed should not be moving the way they do. But for a throw-in on a trade. This is how you talk about finding victories in the margins. This guy's not a young dude. He's 29 years old right now. To be able to find a guy like that when you, you're losing a reliever that was, you know, did really well for you last year. Uh, but you pick up a guy who's been as good as he's been. And I'm going to say it again. 11 innings pitched. He hasn't allowed a base runner except for the one guy that he hit. That's unheard of. And you talk about, you know, keeping your team in the race. 
know, making sure your team is winning these games that you have the lead in. The Angels ain't doing that right now, and their record is one game over 500. The Orioles are doing it, and they're freaking going off. Yenier Cano is a big part of that. He was an impulse buy uh, with a trade last year with Jorge Lopez, so I wanted to give him a shout-out. He gets my checkout lane impulse buy award. Shout-out, Yenier Cano. Get to know him. Trev, it's it's one thing that I would love to actually know, and maybe one day we will, is that when a trade like that's happening, how do they how do they get to him? Like, do they have they been talking about other pitchers the whole time? And then they're like, you know what, if you throw in Cano, I guess we'll try him out. And they secretly wanted him the whole time? Or did they know they wanted him from the start? Like, I would love to know how that goes down, because I every other regular humans experiences like fantasy football where you're like, oh, you know, I'd, I'd love to trade. I really want the tight end and I want that backup running back too. But how do I make it not seem like I wanted the backup running back? Like, oh, well, I guess if you throw in McKenzie, I might do the deal. Like, is that what happened here? Because Trev, watch the guy throw. It's disgusting. The legs are everywhere. The pitches are everywhere. Um, and it's part of the reason I'm in love with this Orioles team because Bautista, Cano, Baker, Colombe has been great for them. He was a... Like, Cologne. Cologne, excuse me. He's he's bounced around. The French name. Perez, yeah, your people. Um, Bauman has some gross stuff. Perez was gross last year. This team will lock you up if they want to. If their guys are ready, they will lock you up in this lineup pounds and pounds in pounds, that the Orioles are a playoff team. And that changes my whole equation of the American League, which has me a little scared um, as a Yankees fan. Um, and yeah, again, I said it before. The guy running the ship in, in Baltimore came from Houston. And it's increasing on the margins. And this guy is an increase on the margin. Was your throwing in a trade a guy that toils in the minors and it just never pans out? Or is your guy now the best setup guy in baseball? That matters. That matters. Great award, Trev. He, he had an 18-6-9, nice, ERA for nice. the Orioles last year. Obviously, it was only in four and a third innings pitched, but they worked, man, to get this guy, his mechanics under control, and it totally changed uh, the trajectory of his career. And that ties into how's your coaching staff. And, like, all the stuff we've talked about, it from the Giants to the Rays to the Dodgers, the Orioles, there's a chance they have the new recipe, um, along with a lot of talent. Um, Trev, I'm going to give out the Let's Go Clubbing Award. And I'm, I'm going to hit you from every aspect here. I am so curious. Um, my guy, Easton McGee. Mm. Gets there you the, go, Mariners fan. Gets the start for the Mariners, and he drops it on the table. 6.2, one hit, one walk. Uh, for a little while, he's going no hit bid in his first career start. I love that. You know, and I think if, if I'm Easton McGee, the first ever Easton to play Major League Baseball, I might go clubbing after the game. My first big league start, I drop it. The boys do lose uh, the game, so it would be a sad clubbing. Um. And hey, let's find out who Easton McGee is. He uh, purchased from the Mariners from the Red Sox. How about that? Baseball. Weird. Um, Weird. Trev, one of the more famous clubs, 
City, Vegas, Tau. I'm sure you've been to Tau once or twice. Um, I've been there a couple times. I've been yeah. to the one in Vegas, not in the big city. Um, Trev, Tau is also a made-up stat that we want to quantify at some point of labeled what? take advantage of. Oh, okay. In a game when a, a foul ball is dropped or a double play is not turned, does your team take advantage of that? Whenever you play Houston or the Rays, it feels like their Tau is off the charts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in everything we talked about this whole episode, between Yenier, um, between guys needing to step up depth at this part of the season, this goes to Easton and the Seattle Mariners as a whole. You have a guy get his first major league start and he gives you 6.2, almost no hit. That's a game spiritually your team needs to win. And the Mariners, they just need to start winning in general. Um, so, Mariners, let's go clubbing. Let's start winning some games and go clubbing. Because the All-Star game's out there this year, Trev. And we'll what's, be there. what's the tone going to be like if the fourth-place Mariners are kind of slap-dicking around? I don't Ooh. want that. Um, so I'm almost rooting for you to declare them dead. I want to go clubbing when we're out there with Mariners fans. I want to go out with Easton McGee. Um, and I think the other thing is take advantage of, teams are taking advantage of if their guys are doing something, like you're talking about with Yenny or Cano. You need guys to step up. My God, do my Yanks need about three guys to step up right now. Um, and that- so Easton McGee, shout out to the great start. Mariners, let's go. And for everyone who is stepping up on your respective teams, your Jake Fraley's, whoever it is, like take advantage of it because you need that to get through a season. What ha- did he have to go on the IL? Easton? Easton McGee. Yes, he did. I mean, you know what I don't. The heck. You know I I don't really talk about that. Um, right forearm strain. I'm hoping it was just funny business to get Tramel back. Hopefully it is but... funny business. That is that is difficult. Any good team, any team that makes a run at the postseason, makes a run in the World Series, has to have guys come in and step up. You're going you to do. have to rely on your depth. You just talked to your Yankees. You don't have no depth. You need depth. That's why I'm not too concerned about my twins and Molly going mm. down. Now we want him there, but they got depth. They got rotational depth. Um, the Mariners have always flaunted that in our face. We have depth. We have eight pitchers that we like. Uh, Easton being one of them. Hope he's okay. Um, but yes, a great start for him. And I do want to go club when we go to Seattle. You know I do. I don't know if there's really any good clubs in Seattle. I've never really been to any. Mm. I've been out a few times, but no clubs. Yeah, I'm not the biggest club And I'm also guy. too fucking old to go to yeah. a club. Like Let's a, just like get a glass of uh, or a bottle of wine and go drink in our hotel room. I'll see you there. And one lucky fan. Uh, no. Uh, but I do think we might have some all-star news coming soon. We got a meeting this week, some planning. Um, might be fun. Hey, thanks, everybody. Big week. Love you guys. Chick sucks. All JM. I heard that John Boy guy is going to be on. John Boy's going to be on one. No doctor's appointments, right? No doctor's appointment. New glasses. Hell yeah. Check out our merch, dude. Our MLBPA times John Boy. Mm. Mm. 
Did I just say it with the X times? I 